Good afternoon, everybody. Welcome to another episode. I am Rob. I'm Tyler. What's up, Tyler? How's it going? Good, man. Andrew is not with us tonight. It's going to be Tyler and myself uh, holding it down. Um, What's new with you, man? What's been going on? Nothing. Just uh, camping with my buddies and making music. That's about it. I got you. Not too bad. I just got back from the beach. Had to spend a little time. Uh, Brittany and I went down to, uh, to our favorite spot. We went down to 30A. Yeah, out, hung out with Cam a little bit, uh, enjoyed some good food, had some perfect weather. Uh, it was like 82 degrees and uh, there's no clouds in the sky. And it was uh, it was a good time. It's hard for me to come back home. Sounds nice. It was. Of course, we went to our, our old favorite old Florida fish house and uh, tore up some food down there. So, yeah, I got the uh, tomahawk pork chop. I don't think I've ever seen a pork chop uh, cooked that way before. It, uh, I felt like Fred Flintstone sitting there about to chow down. So it was pretty crazy. So, you know, what even crazier part, you know, how much, you know, how much dinner was for me and Brittany and Cam? 150 bucks. I'm going to say higher. It's, it was, <laughs> our bill was 354 for three people. <laughs> 354 bucks. Did you buy drinks? We had a few drinks. Oh, that's why. We did, yeah. But, uh, we did not try the, um, they had some bourbon there. It was uh, $20,000 a bottle. Really? Yeah, $20,000 a bottle. Also had some $200 bottles of sake. We almost messed up and ordered a bottle of sake. And uh, then we, we got to look in and it was like, 200 is that like how hot it is? It's, it's 200 degrees? And it's like, no, it's 200 bucks. So we're like, no, nah, we, we're good. We're just going to figure out something else to drink. <laughs> but anyways, it was a good time. Uh, if you... Get a chance to go down around 38, go eat at Old Florida Fish House. You don't have to spend $354 to eat there, but uh, you can very easily if you're not careful. So you got to keep your head on a swivel when you're looking at that menu. So, yeah. Um, I just want to talk a little bit about uh, we, before we got out of town, we had uh, one of the happiest days of my life. I had got a box in from uh, these guys over at uh, Righteous Felon Craft Jerkies. And I got a huge box of meat candy. And uh, it's just all these different types of jerkies that we had got in. They had sent us. Uh, I'm going to give you kind of a rundown of some of the names. Uh, it is absolutely some of the best jerky I've ever ate in my life. So uh, just the first one we got was the Baby Blues Barbecue. We had the OG Hickory, which is just basically whatever you think jerky's going to taste like. It's exactly what it was, except it was really good quality meat. And then we had one that I was afraid to eat. And Tyler, I think you tried this one. Was uh, the habanero Escobar? Yeah, I only got the hot flavors. How how was that though, dude? It's hot. It's hot. Yeah, it's hot. If you like hot jerky, it tastes hot. It tastes hot. Okay. And then the Maryland Monroe, the Maryland being Maryland, uh, and uh, this one actually was, um, you know, it was it was jerky and it had a hint of the Chesapeake Bay crab seasoning. It was pretty awesome. Sorry, I didn't share that one with you. Was, yeah, I only got the hot flavors. Uh, bourbon Franklin. Uh, this one was I did another, try that. It was good. It's uh, a little bit of bourbon and vanilla bean. Yeah, that one was very good. It's pretty excellent. It was good stuff. Um, 
the uh, Falca Pong. It was a uh, turkey jerky. Mm. Uh, this one had um, infused with uh, basil. And what was the other one? I was just yeah, it was infused with basil. So uh, it's very good. There's still some over there. You can you can try that out. Another hot one that I did not want to to try to tackle was the Voodoo Chili Carolina Reaper. And uh, that's the number three. It's it's absolutely hottest pepper in the it's, world. It's absolutely uh, what it says. It's a Carolina Reaper and garlic. It's hot, dude. Heat. Yeah, I can I can't do it, man. I'm, I'm a I'm a wimp. And last but not least, we had the Victorious Big. Uh, this one was infused with uh, just pepper and sweet. I mean, it's just a sweet, like a sweet heat kind of. Right, so, yeah. Really good, man. Oh, and, oh, no, no, no. I forgot my favorite one. This was my f- absolute favorite one, and I did not share it with you because when I started eating it, it was like a laced potato chip. I couldn't eat just one. And before I knew it, I ate it all, and I was very sad. Uh, it was the Truffalo Soldier, and uh, this is the first black truffle jerky in American history. So, um Pretty awesome stuff, righteous felon, uh, uh, craft jerkies. Check these guys out. They have, I mean, like I said, it's some of the best jerky that I've ever eaten in my entire life. You know, and my dad makes jerky when he kills a deer, and it's pretty great. And sorry, dad, but I think they might have your number. So. Yeah, the meat sticks are my favorite. Yeah, the meat sticks were good too. We actually got a few meat sticks sent. So uh, check them out at righteousfelon.com. Order your uh, your jerky supplies as needed. So. So it's like you, it's human dog treats, you know, it, it, it's meat candy treats it's, for humans. It is. It is. And I probably would try to do a backflip for that Truffalo soldier. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not I'm not licking anybody's face. Though. No. So when you think of American success stories, who you think about what somebody, who's someone that comes to your mind with American success story? Um, you stumped me. Um, hmm. who's somebody in American history? You're just like, man, they did it. They did it right. And they made it. Abe Lincoln did it right. Yeah, he he kind of <laughs> he did not have a good ending. Maybe he did it right. Maybe somebody thought he didn't. You know, right. And he went. Anybody else? You got anybody else besides Abe? Um, How about somebody that was not murdered in a theater. Um, see, I slept in history class during all this. It's terrible. Um, I don't. Man. Time's up, Eddie. Okay. I'm going to go ahead and jump in here. All right. I'm going to give you somebody to think about. We're not talking about Dwayne Wade gets knocked down six times and gets up seven. Give me some. No, no. We're we're getting into this thing. Just tell me some American. Uh, American success stories. Yeah. Uh, Martha Berry's a good one. Martha Berry at Berry College. Okay. Yeah. She's she's a good one. Uh, uh, the Terrapin. Terrapin Brewery. Hey, it's a there great go. one. Yeah, go, go, go listen to the Terrapin Brewery episode we had. A uh, great American success story. Spike, that's pretty. You know, this guy got together with a buddy and had a couple of, you know, $1,000 and uh, a couple of credit cards and, and put it together, and now he's got a million-dollar beer ca- uh, beer company. So, yeah, there you go. Yeah, so, that's, me a second. so that's a good one. Um, Martha Berry, I'll just get it. Oh, Martha Berry, uh, she started the all-girls school, you know, and uh, – and she actually went to Henry Ford and asked uh, for a loan. And Henry Ford gave her 10 cents. 10 whole cents? 10 cents. And he's like, here, that's all I got for you, woman. Because, you know, they treated women kind of, you know, beneath them back in the day. Yeah. Back in the, in the 20s. So she took that and she bought some mustard seeds and she planted them. And she harvested the mustard and sold it. And uh, she started doing that and actually started the girls' school and 
She kind of went back and rubbed it in Henry Ford's face. She gave him, you know, it's like, thanks for the 10 cents, asshole. Look what we did with it. So, yeah. so he got her, you know, got some respect, and uh, he actually kind of helped her along the way. So Berry College, Rome, Georgia, that's that's another one we'll get into one day. But I want to talk about uh, the uh, tragic yet, um, not all tragic, but a successful life of uh, the Colonel Sanders. Oh, Colonel some San- affordable food. Some affordable food, yeah. Colonel Sanders, man. Uh, nobody, nobody, not everybody knows the story about this guy. He was, he he was supposedly to have failed one thousand one hundred times and didn't make it until he was sixty five years old. So there's hope for me yet. You know, at 40, yeah. There's forty six. There's Maybe. hope for me yet. Yeah, you still got a few more years. I'm thinking if I get sixty five and I don't, I hadn't made it yet, then I'm probably just just gonna pack it in. So. <laughs> <laughs> Harlan David Sanders, born September uh, 1890 in Henryville, Indiana. This guy uh, had a a poor family, of course, you know, and uh, his father had died when he was five years old. And his mother had, uh, she had to be the working force in the family. He was young. He was still little. And uh, the mom started taking odd jobs and working. And uh, Colonel Sanders was there left with the kids to take care of the kids. So that's kind of where he learned to cook. Um, he dropped out of school when he was in the sixth grade. He dropped out because he hated algebra. Man, I can relate. Yeah, I'm in the same boat. Straight up hate some algebra. I'm with you, Colonel. I'm only interested in counting things that have dollar signs on the end of them. Yeah. So other than that, or presents under a tree. I, I like I like counting green pieces of paper. Exactly. So that so he dropped out sixth grade. Um, he just, he hated algebra. That just wasn't his thing. So, um, he was a jack of all trades, man. This guy done everything. He had a stint in the military. Um, he was a fireman. He was a steam engine stoker, which he was the guy that threw in the wood on the steam engine. And imagine that was pretty back breaking hard. It, it was a coals or wood. Uh, was, uh, I guess it was coals. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, they, coals. I'm pretty sure trains <laughs> I, run off of coals. God dang it. It's cold outside. I'm going to put a fire. Sorry. <laughs> I can't help it. So. Um, so he's, he was a steam engine stoker. Um, you know, again, uh, we, think we covered, he was a fireman. He, the guy was a fireman. He was an insurance salesman. He was a gas station attendant. Well, here's two things that Colonel Sanders did that you may not know. Okay. Colonel Sanders was an amateur obstetricianist. Is that an he, eye doctor? No, he delivered babies. Oh, okay. So he had no medical, uh, had no medical training. Uh, yet this man delivered babies. So really, yeah, yeah. So think about that next time you're you're chewing on a drumstick. Yeah, this man was delivering babies. He would, you know, no medical training whatsoever. Uh, he was, I guess, he was what was considered to be a midwife. So he was there assisting the doctor during childbirth, and he birthed a few babies himself. So well, not himself, but he helped. <laughs> he, helped he helped some women birth some babies. Uh, gotcha. And here's another one. He was at one time a lawyer. He was an attorney. Had no formal training whatsoever. Jack of all trades, he was huh? A jack of all trades. So he had no formal training. Uh, he he, uh, but he was a lawyer. He found a guy to represent. And back then, uh, if you had a pretty good vocabulary and you knew some fancy words, you could be a lawyer. So, yeah. So he found some guy that uh, that that actually got him to represent him, and they actually won the case. They won the court case. His first court case. Don't have a damn clue what he's doing. Do you think he always wore there, a white suit? He's in there objecting, uh, <laughs> habeas corpus and like he's just good. Yeah. I wondered if he had his white suit on. I don't Dude, think, I don't think he did. Did he always have a white beard and a white suit though? Well, not when he was younger, but 
But anyways, he he's in there and he's yelling out these these fancy words, and the judge is impressed, and he's like, you know, all right, you win, you win. So so he wins his first court case. His clients excited, they're all jumping down up and down in there celebrating. And the uh and then he tells the client, he's like, Hey, uh, you know, this is how much you gotta pay me for winning this court case yeah. for you. And the guy's like, No, 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 I'm not paying that much money. And he's like, No, yeah, you're gonna pay me. This is what you owe me. And so they get in a shouting match in the courtroom. Courtroom, they start choking each other and punching, you know, throwing throwing fists and the judge comes down and he's like, All right, that's enough that's enough. I've had enough of this. He's like, So He's like, uh, you get out of my courtroom. He's like, and you're banned. You can't, you can't practice law anymore. So he wins his first court case, and he gets in a fist fight with a dude over the money in the courtroom. His so, first and last. First and last. So, uh, so he's like, he's batting a thousand there as an attorney. <laughs> so he just kind of struggles along. Um, he marries Josephine King uh, in 1908. Uh, they have three children, um, and unfortunately, in 1949, he actually got divorced. They, uh, they had lost their their oldest son had died. He. Uh, it it was a uh, was a, he had the mumps and he had the procedure and there was a, some complications with it and he actually passed away. And so uh, only so, if Colonel was a doctor, yeah, right? Well, I mean, he did deliver babies. He <laughs> can do anything for tonsils. So um, so that happened, you know, and he he gets divorced and he's just kind of you know milling about trying to figure out what he's going to do with his life. He's pretty much done everything that you can think of. Uh, and then he goes to the gas station. He's a gas station attendant, and so this is like during the you know during the depression, and uh, he's trying to figure out how you know you know what he can do. He's he's brainstorming, trying to you know this guy's always in. That's what I got respect for somebody that's always looking to yeah, take the next. step. He never gave up. Right, he's taking the next step. No lateral moves, not stepping back. Well, he's he's just trying to figure out his next move. So yeah, so he plays around with his uh with his seven herbs and spices, I guess, or whatever it is. He's he's working on his thing and. He's pressure cooking this chicken. Yeah. And so people are pulling up, they're buying gas, and he's selling them chicken. Well, his chicken's great, and they start selling the shit out of it. And so he's so successful selling this chicken, he's making so much money selling chicken, he has the gas pumps removed away from his gas station, and he builds a restaurant. And so they're just banging it out, making all this chicken, making all this money. Some might say it's finger looking good. It, well, you can't say that anymore. Thanks to the COVID virus, they actually took that slogan away. That's, Are you serious? I'm dead serious. Dude. They took it away. No more finger-licking chicken. So. Oh, my God. But it is, it's still finger-licking chicken. So, in the 1950s... Um, that's a joke. No, that's that's dead serious. Yeah, he, they, 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 that, that slogan is no longer, no longer there. They took it out. So, but Lost in, my business. But in the 1950s, his restaurant was very successful... Uh, it was compromised. Uh, they built a new highway, so it took all the traffic away from where his restaurant was. So he ended up having to sell. Uh, he sold his business. He sold. He sold the location. Yeah. And and then again, you know, he's back to square one. He's got this, you know, successful, the successful chicken that he's making, and uh, he's got nowhere to sell it. So he literally travels all over the United States selling his recipe to restaurateurs, trying to get them to partner up. Like a bit, you know, he's trying to get him to partner in on his chicken. Yeah. <clears throat> so, do you imagine doing something like that nowadays, dude? He sells it and agree that that the restaurateurs agree to give him four cents for every chicken sold. That's the money he's making off his recipe. Like actual chicken or tender? Uh, the chicken. They didn't sell chicken tenders back then, dude. Maybe. No, I'm pretty sure they did. Anyways, they could have. I don't know, but uh, he's making four cents a chicken. So yeah. he's making, he's driving all over the United States. He's living in his car, 
and he's taking handout meals because he can't afford to buy any food. So this man is doing his thing, living in his car, but he works so hard at it that he ends up, by 1964, he has over 600 outlets selling his chicken, and it's a million-dollar company at that point. He's building his chain. A million dollars in 1960s. That's, that's a lot of freaking money. In and this man's driving around selling his recipe to these restaurateurs for four cents a chicken that they sell. 600 operations later, you know, he's a, he's got a million dollar company. I mean, let that, is that not, is that not insane to you? About to start messing around in the kitchen. <laughs> Maybe I need to cook up a recipe and start selling it. But then again, you know, you go back, you take a look, he, he, he basically loses all his business back in the 1950s because his restaurant not getting any traffic. They build this whole highway system that leads everybody away. Yeah. Uh, he's not getting anybody, you know, coming in that area. He sells all his shit, packs up, starts driving around in his car, selling chicken recipes. Four cents a chicken. That's what he's making. Until in 64, he's got 600 outlets and he's made a million dollars. I mean, that's insane. The chicken insane. dealer. So, yeah, he's like a, what, El Pollo Loco. Yeah. But he was really selling chicken. He wasn't selling, he wasn't selling Heisenberg's meth. So, um, he ends up meeting up with a, with an attorney, um, John Brown Jr. Uh, and he sells out to him. Uh, he sells out to him for $2 million. Okay. Mm. But that iconic white suit, the iconic hair, glasses, and <clears throat> little beard, they talk him into staying, staying on with the company. And being the face of Kentucky Fried Chicken. Yeah. Advertising. It's just iconic. His look is iconic. And so they get him in commercial deals, all this print that you see. Um, so Colonel Sanders is the face of Kentucky Fried Chicken, which is great. But he didn't like the direction that was going in because actually uh, the attorney had sold. He actually sold in 1971. He sold out to another chain, to another chain. Still KFC. They bought the rights to KFC. And uh, the colonel was not happy with the direction they were going in. And he's like, well, you know what? Y'all kiss my ass. I'm going to open my own restaurant. And so he did. He opened up Colonel Sanders Dinner House. Colonel Sanders Dinner House. He opened that up and started selling his own recipe again. Mm. So KFC, the now newly newly formed KFC Corporation, sues Colonel Sanders. <laughs> for his own chicken. For his own chicken. And not only do they sue him for... Uh, for he's making the chicken that he made, he created. Right. The chicken that they now have rights to. He also did an interview and told him that the gravy was disgusting and it tasted <laughs> like a paste that you would put wallpaper on a wall <laughs> and that the new chicken recipe was, was, was horrible. It was terrible. So he, so he's dissing on the gravy. He's dissing on the chicken. It goes to court. The judge listens to it and he's like, this is ridiculous. You know, and he throws it out of court. So they actually don't get, you know, they don't get any, anywhere with him. But he still stays on, and he's still the face of Kentucky Fried Chicken. Uh, and, uh, you know, he's, it's, it's pretty crazy. You know, the sad thing was he died December 16th, 1980, and he died of leukemia. And uh, KFC, after he died, man, the, 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 the chain exploded as far as because they took. And if you notice any of these new commercials, <clears throat> excuse me, if you notice any of these new commercials, they still have Colonel Sanders likeness the likeness of Colonel Sanders, but they kind of poke fun of him. And they're they're The, the commercials are kind of weird. 
I remember the one where they were doing chicken and waffles and he was making out with the Mrs. Butterworth syrup bottle. Oh yeah. yeah I remember, you know, that. so you remember that? So they kind of did, they kind of like, I kind of think it was a little bit of a dig back at him. You know, they, they still had the rights to his, uh, you know, his imagery or whatever. Mm-hmm. And when he passed away, they kind of, he kind of shit on him a little bit, I think. Yeah. So, but it exploded their sales. And so they actually at one time were, uh, you know, one of the number one, uh, fastest, uh, fast food growing chains in the United States. So, so, but that's the Colonel, man. That's, 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 that's the story about the Colonel. Man. I think it's pretty, pretty awesome. Maybe the chicken better, maybe the chicken was better when he was still kicking. Because I'm, the last time I went to KFC, I was eating in the dark car. And <laughs> was it the Nashville hot chicken? I got, you got? some Nashville hot chicken. Oh my God. And I thought, I thought I had sauce in the bottom of my little tray. And I'm scooping my chicken in the sauce and just munching up. But I get home and realize that it was just, Grease. It was just grease. And I had the worst stomach crap. And it was hot. Oh my God. It was just, I was just drinking hot chicken grease. Dude, I remember when you got to have us. It was pretty disgusting. Oh my. But yeah, Colonel Sanders, man, that guy, he, uh, you know, he took it on the, he took it on the chin quite a few times in life and he bared down and he stayed with it and he, he stayed the course and, you know, 65 years old, he, he made it, you know, and, Millionaire at sixty five, he could have yeah. quit easily, gave up, you know, and he kept going. So, so American success story uh, for me, I, I enjoyed doing this one. Uh, I wanted, I want to find some more and do it. Some some people that's not so obvious that uh, you would see as a it was an American success story um, because right now in America we need some people that want to have a success story. We need some success stories for sure. It's going to be. Uh, it, it may be a long road to haul, so we all got to, you know, do like the colonel, man. Get focused, get bear down, and go make it happen. Yeah. Well, Tyler, tell me, uh, what you got going on with your music, man? Um, Just uh, me and my buddies hanging out, uh, making up some tunes. Um, everything's acoustic right now, but um, we hope to get a drum set soon and get us a place to where we can start recording some real music. Uh, everything's just real raw. Nothing's really studio quality. It's all just picked up off my iPhone. But um, that's pretty much it. Just, just having a go at it. Yeah. Well, I think I enjoy it because the thing I like about it the most is you're you're taking your own path with it. You're not trying to do what everybody else is doing. You're you're trying to do your own thing, and so. Yeah, I hate music nowadays. It's pretty I, terrible. I think the music on the radio right now is terrible. But I'll be excited one day to uh, be able to talk about your American success story. Uh, well, whatever. Tunes, man. Yeah. yeah, sure. No, for real, man. I think you, you got it going on. So how can people find you and your music? Um, you can check me out on Instagram. It's dope shaman underscore. Um, maybe it'll be my band name one day. You never know. So yep. as right. of now, that is my alias. I got you. So on Instagram, check you out at dope shaman underscore. Yeah. All right, good deal. And There's you, some weird yoga classes. And you put some music that on? took my name. Oh, so. did, they, did they really? Yeah, apparently they are the dope shaman yogas, yogis. When did that happen? I don't know. Before I came up with my name, so. Oh, man. It's okay. The underscore works. Okay, all right. Fair enough. <laughs> all right. Um, and then, so, so when you, how frequent do you put music out? You got anything that's coming out pretty soon? Um. Yeah, I, I got some stuff recorded. Just little snippets and clips of like the highlights i guess you could say of our jam sessions we have but um 
as as like real music coming out. I hope to have some stuff on Spotify sometime the end of next year or something okay. like that. Well, it's coming, so yeah, yeah, good deal. Um, sometime sometime in my my twenties, I hope to have some music somewhere. What you got is uh, who's your influences? What's your influences? My biggest influences is definitely Black Sabbath. Everybody says that, but they are the best. Um, yeah. Nirvana can't beat Nirvana. Um, I do like rap. Post Malone is a big influence of mine right now. Just his success story, his yeah. American dream success story, I guess you could say. And um, Sleep. Sleep is my favorite band at the moment. Okay. They got right. some good music. They check them out too. All right, man. Well, this is a little tiny. Uh, we did a mini, a mini podcast tonight. Uh, we've got um, Andrew's super busy at work. Got a couple of people sick. Uh, and as are we. Yeah, and as are we, we're super busy as well. So, uh, so we're going to try to keep you guys entertained with a couple of mini podcasts. We're still trying to get everything situated with Charlie, and uh, got a uh, Charlie Culberson to do that one, and uh, just trying to nail him down because, of course, Charlie's a free agent now, and so he's 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 got a little time, but he's also very busy, uh, and we're trying to get him in and talk to him before he gets signed, probably to some team on the West Coast, and we never get to see him again. So. But uh, but we appreciate you guys being patient with us, and uh, everybody just stay healthy out there, man. Keep grinding, do your thing, and uh, oh, speaking of music, hope you enjoy the outro. Oh yeah, yeah, the outro because crafted that as well. Tyler made that himself. So all right, everybody, take care, man. Thanks for listening. Be safe, everybody. <laughs> <laughs>